Half time, the first, the first sentence that I said, like, if you have fear of failure, you will not succeed. You must have the guts to fail to succeed. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Counting down to more moments like this. Top of the goal! Hashtag OTB Koigig. Kathleen McNamee here. I was out at UCD today talking to Vera Pau alongside other members of the media following her announcement of her 23-player World Cup squad. Uh, Vera was in very interesting form after listing her squad. There was a lot of upset, a lot of devastation around the squad with the players she had to leave out, but also a lot of optimism about what can happen for this team over in Australia. So here is a few minutes of her talking to the media this afternoon. The day, so you have to make the final 23 plus three final players. Talk to us about the squad from your point of view. Um, yeah, it's been um, yeah devastating days because um, it's not so much celebrating the squad; it's more the pain that we all feel of leaving players home. Um, <clears throat> we have done everything in our capacity to go through uh, everything, every single detail to come to the decisions that we had to make. Um, I've, I've told you already before that every week we went through all the players, all the all the games, every moment of every player we've seen that they have played, um, and that came to that we gave a few players extra chances, and um, said every player get the chance till the last second, uh, and that's exactly what we did uh, on Monday night. We finished at 1am, we said, guys, we need to sleep now because the tightness came in too much. 8am, uh, we're here again, get a few hours of sleep. Um, from that moment, we went into the training. After the training, we've seen the video again to give every single player, especially the hardest decisions, to view that again. Um, and uh, we, we are convinced that we've made the right decisions, although they've been very, very hard to. In terms of the squad itself, when did you settle on it? Was it just before you told the players or... You know, she said you come back together. Did it take you long when you come back together the next morning to sort of decide that was it? Sorry, I'm. The next morning, I don't understand. The next morning, when you come back together, yes, as a management group, when did you decide that that was your twenty-three? Was it a couple of hours later? How long more deliberation? Well, of course, we uh, have been growing to the twenty-three percent. But the final decision has been made after the training, after we've seen the video, and that we said. We have to take this decision. There's no other way. And um, that comes, that's technically, and that's elite sport, but it doesn't mean that it's a broken dreams. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so hard for them because that World Cup will never come back. What was it like, though, delivering that news, delivering the message to the player staff, granting the squad? Yeah, let, me, let, let me really say it's for them the hardest step. It's for them the hardest. Um, we had to go through this, and um, yeah, it was difficult, very difficult. In terms of the squad, there's, there's a couple of players who we knew that were potentially injuries, had injuries. Leanne Kiernan and Jamie Finn are probably the two players that a lot of people expected to be in there. Jamie haven't yeah. played every game bar. The yeah. Slovakia qualifier away. Can you talk a little bit about the decision maybe to leave them too well? Yeah, let, let's go for, for Jamie, because Jamie, uh, that has been the hardest. That's been the hardest, hardest decision. And of course we know that. She's been part of that squad all the time. But you've also noticed that we've changed playing system. Um, we have Kira Caruso now 
as a target player that brought Heather Payne to the right side uh, with pace over the wing. And um, yeah, uh, there's also players who jumped up levels, um, who've showed against uh, Zambia. You've seen them yourself. Um, so that's, those options bring that you have to take tough decisions. And Jamie, especially because she played and the credits that she has, um, we've gone through every single video moment of her, um, also the last two weeks. Um, so it's not just a moment, but you've seen also that Jamie was not involved in the last few games. And, and that's tactical, it's not because of her. And that is team sport, that is elite sport, that's football. As much as we wanted her to be part of it, so I'm so happy that she's still part of our squad, that she's traveling with us, that she will be together with Harriet Scott, full member of the squad at every moment. I've had contact yesterday three times with FIFA to make sure that everything is arranged for them uh, and the way how to handle it and that they are aware that we bring those players, that they are full part of the squad. So um, we really take care of that because it's so important that, that Jamie and Harriet are involved. What about um, Leanne, Vera? Leanne, um, it's unfortunately the, the football fitness that is part of that. We all know that she played only 30 minutes um, in a year, then 45 minutes now, in September, it's a year ago. Um, and we have given her the chance to fully train, uh, to be with us, and she did well. She did really, really well. Uh, but the data show that the, the time between explosive actions are already, already getting longer during the first half. Um, and that means that if other players are performing at a higher level, that technically you have to take that decision because it's World Cup level. Um, it's uh, even twice as high level than what we met against Zambia. Um, so we have to take the decision on that. It has nothing to do with if she uh, didn't give her all, um, or that we did not give her all the chances because we did. She we brought her in, she, she grew and she grew. It's just that it's just a little bit too early, unfortunately. Can I ask about the four goalkeeper decision as well? Um, yeah. That Sophie is traveling as a training player. Yeah. Uh, is that for training purposes? Um, you have the rules and regulations are that you have to have three goalkeepers on the team sheet. So if there's a goalkeeper match day minus one getting injured, we do not have um, three goalkeepers on the on the team sheet. So we have to bring an extra goalkeeper as a training player. And if we would not have had this decision from FIFA to be able to bring training players, we would have brought a goalkeeper anyway, uh, but then not part of the squad to be there in Australia, because you cannot fly in a, a goalkeeper at the last moment. If the World Cup would have been in, the, uh, in Europe, we can fly in a goalkeeper, but not in Australia. There's another issue. Um, when we're there, we must play seven side to be ready for the next game. So you have, at, at uh, training purposes, you have to have four you mentioned that game against Zambia. How important was that for your final decision with the likes of, say, Amber Barrett, who spoke openly about she wasn't sure if she was going to be picked? Did that play a part in your mind? Yes, very much so. Um, and with all the players spoken, uh, specifically with Amber, uh, this is the moment I think that you have to show. That she says uh, she said herself that uh, she's a very honest uh, player. She's very open about that, and she knew you cannot lean on one moment. And um, Amber, as she showed now, she's a player that when it really matters, when the pressure is on, she's there. Uh, and she showed that against Zambia again. 
Um, so it reinforces the right decision to bring her on against Scotland then, not only that call, but that she's the player that can do that. And that's so special. So yeah, after after Zambia, she, uh, she made squat. Beer, we talked a lot about the disappointment and how hard it was to tell certain players that they're not getting in the squad, but also we're going to our first ever World Cup. It is a day of celebration in other ways as well. Was there any particular moment that you had telling a particular pay, maybe some of the ones that, um, like an Isabel Atkinson or someone who no one really expected to get into the squad initially, that you were like, that actually did feel really good. And I'm glad I have this opportunity with this team. Um, we haven't been able to uh, sit down one-on-one with the players who made the squad. We had put our full energy into the players who did not make the squad. Um, and then we brought in all the players. Um, and to be honest, it was not a celebration, um, all the players, to, to tell that they were on the squad. Um, there were tears, of course, there were tears also of ongoing, but there were most of all tears of pain for the others. How about you? No, at all. No chance. And that's devastating. She flew in on Monday um, to have this last talk with medical staff, myself, with her. It was a very clear talk. She was very strong. We went back to all the specialists. We went back to, if there is there is there any opening, but the full 11 contact would be between just before the Australia game or between Australia and uh, Canada game. That would be the first minutes of 11 side on the pitch. Uh, and that is too late. Uh, unfortunately, time ran out. But you actually just hadn't recovered. Like, it wasn't a fitness that you actually not fully recovered from that meeting. No, she's in the return to play. Okay. And that return to play takes, yeah, that takes a certain, certain time. Uh, and the chance was zero. To, to make, she could play five minutes maybe in the second or third game, but that's not enough for a lot of players. Megan, similar. Similar, Megan, yeah. She will get fit again, um, but unfortunately, there was no chance to. With her throw, you would even go maybe for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> even that, there was no chance. The risk would have been too big, and um, she would not have been ready to, to fully go into. The World Cup that you need to Sorry, what is that injury that Megan exactly Megan Campbell? What was the nature of that injury? Uh, I think that's a medical issue and I'm not allowed to take it. Sorry. Thank you. Um, on the so big it's nothing special, but yeah. 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 I'll say privacy rules. I cannot. Thank you. Looking at all those are just there under 25 to 20 machine. It's not in Looking at the bigger picture rather than individual players, if you like. Um, Women's National League. So you had the home. <coughs> sorry. Okay. Yeah, okay. sorry. You had the home base sessions practically weekly from January through to May or whatever. Um, and we still have two players from the National League in, in the squad that we potentially had or that we had uh, before the home base sessions. So um, what do you feel is is, a, is there a message here about? That the, if the Women's National League needs to up its game, or in terms of the type of fitness and the type of fitness that you you cherish? Yeah, well, it's no secret that our National League is not at the level of as the WSL in England. Yeah. Yeah. That's clear. And those sessions have been really, really important to get um, not only Onya and Abby uh, on the level of the others, mm. Well, they are now physically on the level of the others. The data show that. So it's been incredibly successful. But Erin uh, McLaughlin uh, was in the squad. Tara um, was in the squad. 
And Tara, the only reason why she did not make it was because Izzy Atkinson was jumping up and so well. We all yeah. know that, we've all seen that, and that's no secret, secret yeah. right? Um, but she was ready as a 17, 18-year-old in March, she turned 18, um, to, to play at this level. Mm. So the home-based sessions and the way that we've approached that with explosivity, um, circuits, with power, with playing against boys, that has made a difference. And Abby would not have been at the level she's now without that. Mm. Aaron and Tara also not. Yeah. Um, Anya is, of course, she has so many cats and such a training is behind her. She would have been able to do it herself because she was training with boys all the time. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's been incredibly successful. That's so, so is there something there that you need to, that you will be working with, say, with Eileen Gleason in terms of the National League and with the standard of women's football in the country? <laughs> Domestically. Well, um, it's not too much with Eileen. Uh, Eileen is working with the clubs, of course, and, yeah. and she's the head of, of, uh, of women's football. But it's more like to share our experiences of that whole business with the clubs so that maybe they could bring that program on because it's, it's easy. It's so easy the way what, what we do. You've seen it yourself, yeah. uh, but it's so effective. Mm. And that, um, I, I think that is the key thing that in easy ways, you can make huge steps just by doing a few, yeah, project uh, things in it. Okay. Amber Barrett, for example, um, she hardly played at the club, um, and she asked me, "Can can I do? What can I do to at least get match fit?" Mm. Um, it's a very simple program that I gave her, and she just did it aside her club training or after the game that she didn't play. Very simple, and she's completely fit. So uh, I hope that I can share after the World Cup, we will have a conference um, okay. when it's not clear yet if it's straight after or is it later in the year. It's probably closer to December than earlier, but then we will share every single detail with all the coaches. Okay, thanks. You're very experienced internationally. Sorry, I'm just saying on that point, it's, it's important to know as well, there's nine players in the squad that were national league players. Oh, I know that. I'm aware of that. You're an experienced international coach. You've been to these big tournaments before. This feels as though it was a harder decision-making process or a more emotional one. Yeah, I've never, yes, I've never experienced this before. Any reason for that? Is it the group? It's the bond that I have with the players. It's the hard work. It's um, also how they stood behind me in difficult times. It's how the FBI stood behind me. It's how Ireland has embraced me. Um, it's everything together, I think. Um, tell me players that really stood up for you, that you're not taking them to the World Cup and break their dreams. Yeah. And after this emotion, it's part of your job now to actually take that down so that they yeah. turn up for the Australia <clears throat> game and they're ready to play a football match, which it feels... Oh, they're real. They're real. If you see the training sessions, the power they put in, it, that it, it, there's no influence in them. Um, but I've spoken to Louise uh, Quinn last night uh, for a moment. And she said that she also got hit by paying more than the celebration of that year. Um, and I think that shows how, how strong this team is, how we've built together, how close we are. With each of the task with me being, yeah, having the harsh task and uh, yeah, to, be, to, yeah, to make those final decisions, be responsible for the final decisions. Um, and, and yeah, I, th I think that that all together made it so difficult. It makes it um, yeah, the worst day in my career, actually, technically. And the best. 
was the best. No, yesterday was the worst day of my career, and hopefully from today onwards it will become the best day. Vera, what's the plan out of the players train today or back tomorrow? Today they do recovery. As I said, we, yesterday we had a full football conditioning session. Mm -hmm. And these weeks we set up in a way that we're not constantly together. Yeah. Uh, remember, so mm -hmm. they do their own recovery. They have the program, but some do it in, morning, in the morning, some in the afternoon. Tomorrow uh, we train again. And then Friday is the big, big, powerful football conditioning session that we have to get the boost for the world. Vera, can I ask on, you talked a little bit about players maybe not having much minutes as you would have liked. There's a couple in there as well that haven't played that much with injuries as well and coming back as well as you talked about Amber. How are you going to manage them over the next week or two or leading into that Australia game? Uh, we have two weeks in camp um, and we started on all different levels. Uh, we're almost equal now and um, I'm so proud that together with the technical staff and the medical staff um, that we set a program we have not changed anything of the plant program and there's no injuries. There's not even a little muscle injury or an ankle injury. There's nothing at all in our camp and the fitness levels are jumping up. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really proud of that. Uh, I have no doubt that everybody will be ready. With that game next week, the Ida... Touch wood, by the way, yeah. yeah the <laughs> France game on a lot of players who maybe haven't played minutes as well. Or do you look at some of the players who are just coming in? So, say for example, Sinead Farrelly's playing what one cap one cap for Ireland, who's been yeah. playing in the end of as well. Would you target the players who maybe haven't played as much, or would you look to see some of the other players who've just come in? No, that uh, the France game is fully preparation for the Australia game, so the best team will start. And then we see if we need if players need time points. Yeah, was always the plan to have Sinead Farrelly and Mr. Shea in the squad once they declared. Sinead Farrelly? Yeah. Yeah, you've seen her quality, yeah? yeah. USA game, first uh, first cap into a squad, for completely new, being so dominant. Um, and she, remember, she has done everything herself. And after she got her passport, we got contact. So um, she, her heart is, is she wants to, to be here. And that was before we qualified. And she started a process far before we qualified. Um, we've had many, many players being dumped on my desk <laughs> in my email then, eh? Um, that tried to jump on the bandwagon uh, because there's a World Cup that we qualified for. We did not go into that. We only went for the players who were there and who fully, with their full heart, done all the job uh, that they had to do over the last three years because it's a two-year process. Eh? Um, and Sinead only got in contact after she got her passport. Uh, Marissa was before we qualified already that that, that, that was, process was going on. And the only thing that we helped with was the, the clearance for, for playing final. And in terms of the environment, of course, the other flip side, the other question is in terms of having two players down the squad is really positive because by the first time ever, if they play in terms that the league of Ireland playing the World Cup, it's only positive. Yeah, and, and all the players that came from the yeah. League of Ireland and went to, uh, we, we do not, we should not forget to count them eh? because two years ago they were all, all playing here. Um, you said nine, eh? nine players. Uh, I did not count them, so thank you. Um, nine players straightly coming from the WNL League. The WNL League is so, so important. And uh, we're going to help, of course, to, to uh, get them um, uh, closer to WSL level. But that is really hard because, yeah, we, we all know the difference in, in financial um, resources that WSL clubs get from, from the club, from sponsor, sponsoring. And maybe that, it, that we should not aim for that. Maybe we should aim for 
uh, focusing on uh, quality, which we do already for years. If you see the difference with where the league is now and when I started four years ago, I have nothing to do with that. That is all my colleagues working on that and the clubs themselves. So if you see the, the difference in that, that's, that's amazing. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we can only grow from that and get more players like Abby and, and Tara uh, jumping up. And, and the, the only reason why Tara is not making it, um, and that's all, that's not a secret. We've all seen that, I've said it before. It's, um, yeah, because Izzy is, is jumping up five levels at the moment. Thank you. The countdown to the World Cup is on. The Koi Gig Pod. Counting down to more moments like this. And it is Captain Fantastic, Katie McCabe, who has scored it.